0: The only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. As we've been telling you that we are live from the Senton Convention Center where the BRICS Summit is uh, taking place, where BRICS member states are gathering for the 15th BRICS Summit. Russian President Vladimir Putin is uh, joining the gathering. Virtually, the issue of de-dollarization has been at the center of discussions at the Business Forum. Today, we are now joined by Wandi Lesey who is a Chief Economist at the Agricultural Business Chamber of uh, South Africa. He is also a member of uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa's Presidential Economic Advisory Council good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us.
1: Good afternoon, Adrian. Thanks for having me on.
0: So you were actually supposed to be joining me right here in our, in our um, makeshift studio, but you're, you're stuck outside. What's your situation? Paint a picture, as they would normally say.
1: Yeah, we are actually on the phone, but we are a few steps apart because the presidents and the others are about to arrive, so the security is a bit uh, increased which is why I'm not sitting with you there in person. But I think, uh, Adrian, there's a lot of excitement. um, And uh, in the morning, we've had a good session from views from the business forum, and all of them have been slightly positive about uh, the issues of trade and cooperation amongst all of the countries.
0: Yeah, and the much spoken about one is the de-dollarization and the conversation that took uh, took place a bit earlier on. Also, the clarity that was given by the Minister of Finance but is it really going to be that simple uh, to do dollarize trade amongst um, countries that have trade relations?
1: I, I think it's not going to be as easy uh, on, on that because at the moment, though so, the conversation that are talking about is about how are we going to strengthen trade? Um, amongst our own countries, that's where the conversation has largely been about, and not deeper on the trade issue, because that issue of the currency will be the one that will be discussed, maybe by the political principal. Yeah.
0: And in terms of the trade itself, what opportunities are there? Because the other thing is, well, yesterday the conversation that we had on the show was around um, BRICS starting off as an economic block. However, though, there are also other people who are expecting much more from BRICS, BRICS, including, for instance, mediating in conflict and so forth. But when it comes to the the core focus of BRICS in terms of trade and finding economic um, synergies, what can you tell us about? That?
1: Yeah, I think at this point, I mean, much of the conversation, and let me just make an example of the one that I was part of, which is the agricultural group. Uh, there is a realization that when you look about the BRICS countries, they import a greater part of the products from the world, roughly about 300 uh, billion US dollars of products. And of course, then these are usually coming from countries that are outside the BRICS community. Then the discussion that we were all having here was to say, how do we ensure that there's a much more stronger inter-trade within the price? And of course, this is an agricultural example, but if you are to look at the manufacturing and the other industries, the discussions also were along those lines to say, how do we keep trade on that? And there are clear things on why the trade isn't as strong amongst the price countries at the moment, because part of the problem is higher tariffs in the agricultural perspective and, of course, vitro phytosanitary barriers. And then here we're talking about how do you lessen those and make sure that there is trade and beyond South Africa and the British community and bring in the African continent into that discussion. So the discussions, Adrian, were more on that trade perspective rather than the currency issues per se. Because on the currency stuff mm. that you raised earlier on, there's an economic argument and there's a political argument on that, which is something that then the political principal can discuss on. But I think on the economic. The, the, the view that is out there for many people that study the foreign exchange market they think that you know that's not something that is feasible or at this point and it's also not something that the the, the brics business forum uh discussed in depth today but more on trade and investment
0: and then on agriculture again um if we make an example about the cocoa the argument there always that comes forward is adding value are we able to create capacity for countries um, like, for instance, South, South Africa in this particular case that is part of BRICS to actually beneficiate and add value on agricultural products that do not have to be exported in their raw form?
1: Yeah, I mean, in South Africa will sit in a better place in a sense that we have a sophisticated agricultural sector, greater quality of products that we are putting out. So the question for us was about how do we then Uh, managed to take advantage of the opportunities that are within the BRICS community. At the moment, Adrian, as you and I speak, if somebody can call in your radio, they would ask to say what is the benefit of of South African farmers Mm. in this BRICS thing? And the answer there that I would have to give them would be a slightly not a pleasing one. In a sense that South Africa's agricultural exports within BRICS, they're averaging at about 8%, which is fairly small. But if you think about our exports to the African continent, 40%. To the EU 20%. So the question is to say, how do we then increase at that value? But of course, then to your point about yep. processing, manufacturing of products, that's something then that deals with the investments to say, can we attract more investment, but not only for us in South Africa, but also in the broader African continent? And that then it leaves the responsibility also to the African countries to showcase where the opportunities lie. But what I was glad about is that the conversation on that is starting to, to to come out, and of course the working groups are showcasing the technical part of that, which is a follow-through um, meta beyond just a high-level talk.
0: Yeah. And the final one, um, we know the agricultural sector is very capital intensive in uh, terms from um, money, but also human capital as well, and the contribution to labor creation, specifically in countries like South Africa once again. But the introduction of um, mechanization as well as artificial intelligence and the impact that that could have on the sector.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the work streams that we have in agriculture and agro-processing is around knowledge sharing and skill sharing. And, of course, that involves uh, uh, those methods to say, how do you ready the agricultural labor for to participate uh, in this? Because at the end of the day, you do need that technology in order to improve productivity. But there are certain value chains. You think about the grains and the oil seeds. The jobs there, over time, they will decline. But if you are expanding on fruit and vegetables, there always will be a greater number of jobs in that. And, of course, we have to think about the skills um, uh, development for agro-processing because those are better quality jobs where people also get a better pay. So those are all part and part of the discussion. But I think, Adrian, what will make sense for a farmer or an agroprocessor that is on the ground listening to the radio now is to say, one, can we be able to expand our market access in China, sell more things, because that means then the prices of the product will be slightly profitable in South Africa. There will be the opportunities. Two, can we get the Chinese firms and the investors looking into South Africa with a better eye and looking in a range of value chains and seeking opportunity to invest. That's was the other thing. And lastly, was the question of saying, um, there are issues of fertilizer and agrochemicals that we mm-hmm. need to make sure that they are available for improving the quality of production for us and Africa. And I was very glad that all of those things were there in the annual report that we presented to the political principal from the group that I am in, which is the agribusiness working group. D-
0: does that mean also being self-sustainable?
1: Yeah, I mean, those things that I mean that then countries with literally be at a better shape because you may not be as self-sustainable because we want to promote trade, which means that you'll be able to sell stuff from someone, but also you'll be able to have revenue to buy from somebody else. This is why the issue of cooperation is so important and making sure that trade is fair and investment is fair. Those are some of the things that we are pursuing and which the South African agricultural sector pretty much needs also to ensure that we continue to produce in a sustainable way.
0: Thank you so much Wendy Leselhobo there, Chief Economist at the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa.